The hosts of this podcast are professional Christians, and while they do have all the answers, none of them claims to be inerrant. Well, infallible maybe. If the views and content of this show leave you upset or disappointed, just remember, this is just for funsies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spiritual Undirection, a lighthearted podcast about life's most important questions. I am lubed and oiled Bible teacher Christopher Seals. I I am a sports car on the front, minivan in the back, author, teacher, John Bennett. <laughs> and I am catalytic converting Pastor Wayne David Randolph. Oh, you could get some good money on the market with that one, Wayne. Thank you, sir. Really? If you oh, could yeah. reproduce, if you could reproduce those catalytic converters, my ring emergency system tells me that those are getting stolen like hotcakes. Really? Yeah. California, dude. Do people steal hotcakes? That's a good. Point. Sorry, my <laughs> metaphor got muddled. Uh, <laughs> like a good martini. See, we're convoluting it even more. Yes. Yes. Mm. Well, hey, since we're talking about cars, um, so there's two reasons for this question that's about to happen. One. Um, we're about three weeks removed from uh, Palm Sunday. Mm. And also, I'm teaching a unit on the Great Gatsby. So we're talking about Prohibition. And then from okay. Prohibition, we talked about NASCAR. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, well, I, feel like, Nas- I feel like I'm one to make connections quickly in the brain. And I, I, I just don't know about this one. Can you, can I, you I can co- I can connect NASCAR and Palm Sunday. But I feel like I'm having a harder time with NASCAR and the Great Gatsby. Maybe well, it's because I haven't read The Great Gatsby. Well, because um, NASCAR was started by moonshiners. Okay. Like they, they would race away with their moonshine in their cars and try to outrun the cops. Anyways. Huh. So, yeah, that's the backstory of NASCAR. Got it. But um, Is that an urban question, legend, John? I think it's actually true. I'm 95.6% sure that's true. Got it. I like those odds. It's a pretty high percentage. It's a pretty high percentage. Um, But here's the question. Imagining that Jesus was riding into somewhere in the United States on Palm Sunday. (laughs) We we don't have donkeys. So so what car would he be riding in? And also, where would be the location in the United States? Southern California, um, Volkswagen bus. It would be like the 21 window micro bus. And it would be... Glorious. Just like a beautiful donkey. Okay. Yeah, because in the same way, there's like that same lampooning, um, like, hey, you would expect me to come in on a lifted F- F-250, uh, but here I am in my VW bus that runs on biodiesel. Yeah, yeah, or like or like French fried grease. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, and then Southern California, uh, any specific spot in Southern California? Is that the question? Um, or are you saying anywhere? I think San Diego. Just just start at the bottom and work your way up. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, so makes uh, sense. actually, uh, Chula Vista. Chula Vista. That's good. Chula Which Vista, roughly California. translates to cool view. I used to think it was Chupa Vista. That's funny. Sucky view. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish we had like literal names like that in English. Um, I would say, um, kind of in a similar spirit, I think Jesus would be on a like a moped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like he would ro- he'd roll in on a moped um, with 
like a helmet. He'd still be wearing a helmet. Don't get me wrong. He'd be wearing a helmet, but it would just, it would be one of those like with his face exposed type helmets. Um, and it it wouldn't be like a cute little Vespa. It'd be like one of those ones that are like so close to the ground and like, his like his knees are bowed out. Guys, Uh is it, is yeah. it bad if I'm picturing like the full on like Anglo-Saxon white Jesus as you talk about this though? I mean, it's appropriate, um, and <laughs> and I guess for the uh, the communion meal that he has later in the week, it's going to be avocado toast. Um, oh, he's in Silver Lake. Yeah, he's in Silver Lake. He he rides down Sunset Boulevard, um, but then the Mount of Olives that he retires to every evening is Silver Lake. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'm just going to say Hipster this. I think, Jesus. I think Jesus would ride in on a Geo Prism hatchback, beat up, just like dings all over. Wait, isn't that what you have? <laughs> um, I have a RAV4. I'm pretty important. Do you have a RAV4? That's right. That's yeah, right, dude. That's a good point. Or Geo Metro. Got, like, Oh, Geo Metro is a good one. Is the Prism the hatchback, or is it the Metro? I, I don't. Remember. I don't think they're around anymore. So when they gave up, so did I. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Them and Saturn, and Scion, rest in peace. Okay, so then follow up question. So Jesus rolls in on a um, VW bus or a moped or a Geo Prism on Palm Sunday, but then when he comes back on his white horse. <laughs> will be the car equivalent of that now. The white horse, of course, is is the Tesla truck. Oh, oh I was God. thinking the Rivian. The what? The Rivian. I don't even we'll look it up means. later. One of okay. our friends out here, uh, Mr. B, got one that is fantastic. Okay. Anyways, Rivian. It sounds like truck. A, it sounds like a it sounds like a fantasy item. That's like, it, hello. This is why I was figured you'd know what it was. <laughs> I traded three vials of vampire blood for a new Rivian. You get you get minus two to your intelligence, Chris. <laughs> uh-huh, I knew it. <laughs> wow, yeah. failing my history checks. But I think if you're right. I think it's like some like super ultra fancy, like high tech uh, electronic car, like like very like utopian feeling. Yeah, like the new Earth. Yeah. I like it. You don't think yeah, it'd be like in a Humvee, like a a big Hummer, you know, like just going almost like almost militaristic, but not quite. With like the snorkel on top, so he could drive underwater. Yeah, yes, you know, like and that's it gets important. like two two to three miles per gallon. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but it runs on angel dust, not the drug, but the but the like the actual dust from angels. All of a sudden, I was in the seventies. <laughs> uh well speaking of the 70s this is a is. christian answers podcast um flawless flawless transition i'm so good great. at it guys who planned that we, we pull quite <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a john special we pull questions from online questioners and life experiences if you ever have a question for us you can tweet using the hashtag spiritual undirection um uh, just make sure you tweet at elon musk while you're at it um and you can also send us a question on our website spiritualundirection.com That's right. Hey, can um, I try out a new about, tagline? Yeah. Hey, you got questions, we got answers. I've never heard that before, guys. What do you think? That's I like it. That's good. Uh, all right, thanks. Yeah. I'm afraid we're going to get sued because I don't know if we actually have answers. 
Oh, yeah. Oh. I, was, I was thinking you were thinking trademark infringement, but you're thinking um, false advertising. That's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but Wayne, I like it. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. Okay. Excellent. Um, how about this question from Quora? Um, it was asked or answered most recently um, by a park ranger on April 7th. Um, the question is, how can not repenting affect a person's relationship with God? Hmm. That's a good question. How can not repenting affect a person's relationship with how God? Would, how would not um, seeking restoration and apologizing for something you did uh, in a any other like relationship, how would it affect it? Um, sleeping in the doghouse. Am I right, guys? Huh? Yeah, that's right, yep. dude. Huh? So what you're basically saying is you go to hell. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think the doghouse is hell. It's more of like a, John should know about this. It's like kind of like a purgatory, purgatory deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're still in the house, uh, but you're on the couch. Oh, that's right. Cause you, know you get mean? to ask like, am I still in the doghouse? So there is, there is like, there's a clause obviously. Yeah. And then, and then you can work your way out of the couch space, right? Like you can, um, you can surprise them and the dishes are done when they come downstairs and right. my favorite flowers are there. But you accidentally offer to foot massage them. Yeah, yeah. Accidentally, and like you know, I hate when you touch my feet. But the um, thing is, but the thing is that you have to be um, purified by the poor posture that you have sleeping there and the back pain that comes with it, mm. right? Oh, not, I forgot but, the suffering part, dude. You guys are really good at that, John. Oh, we love the suffering. Oh, I can't, <laughs> can't wait. Okay. Can't wait. That is that is problematic though because uh, my couches are super comfortable. Cause mm. my, my sister has really good taste in couches and we get her hand-me-downs. And so like, it's kind of a, I mean, if we're going comfort in back, should we, back should we call them hand-me-ups? Yeah. It's a, it's a hand-me-up. Yeah. We, we got rid of a, a bad couch and got a better one for free. Sign um, me up. So yeah, I guess, I guess that answers the question because if you don't repent, then you will be slightly more comfortable. Is that the answer? Yeah. It depends on, bit. it depends on how lumpy God's couch is. Hmm. Can God's couch wow. have lumps? Like, would that be imperfection? Hmm. I mean, un- unless every lump is beautiful. Who, who is who is the lump to say that the couch maker uh, <laughs> is, is flawed? You know, well I think I think what happens is if you have a really comfy couch, and like, frankly, you get to like sleep out probably where the TV is, and so you get to stay up late watching TV when you normally wouldn't. And it seems fun for like a little bit. But mm. then after enough times, like you get tired, you get worn down. I mean, yeah, like you can run away from it enough, but eventually it's going to catch up to you. And you're not, not going to be happy. So, so, so you get caught up on the Mandalorian, but ultimately you miss, up, miss out on some other stuff. Yep. Yep. And the Mandalorian's not going to fill that, that God-shaped hole in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> actually i think i think that was it wayne i think that was his that was his mic drop moment oh, yeah. oh that's as far that's as far as it goes yeah, don't I, ex- think, I think so don't so expect anything else what, from me based on what you know now do you want to pray the prayer with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's funny i i recently had a conversation i don't remember who i was talking with i was talking with someone about like why do people not sin? Um, and because the assumption that a lot of people have is like, oh, if you sin, then you burn in hell. But then if salvation <laughs> is like this grace thing, um, like the question inevitably comes up, like, 
well, then why should I worry about not sinning? Um, which like kind of reveals the, the fundamental flaw in the way that we think about sin, right? As we think about it as a, oh, and if I can cross. still get the goodies, yeah, if I can still get, get the goodie of heaven and still keep sinning, then like, I guess I should just keep sinning. But like, we miss the fact that it's like, no, you actually live a worse life. Um, that sin mm-hmm. actually does make things like suck more in your life. Um, and relationship with God does kind of get a bit rocky. Like he's, he's not going to be like burn forever in hell, um, because of your sin, but he, um, he still probably will like things will be on the rocks a little, like, even if it's not even from his side, I think that like when you like do something jacked up to someone, like there, there's enough, I guess, guilt on your own end to, or not even, not even guilt, but just knowing that things aren't right. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah. That, that or the cause of our own too. suffering. Yeah. Yeah. And then that awareness too, when you're cognizant enough to know that you're doing something wrong, right? And you like try to self-explain it away, like, oh, this is God's fault for X, Y, Z, or I know I shouldn't do this, and you try to explain it, and it just gets you into this whole bad habit of just other aspects of your life just start to slip too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Word. Yeah. Totes. Well, hey, I have a question that follows up on that perfectly. Go for it. This is from Reddit because I'm the Reddit guy and Chris is the the core guy. guy. Um, This is from Sleepy Post. And the question is, is the answer just be yourself? Mm. (laughs) That's the whole question? Like like about 90% of it is Sleepy. What's the person's name? Sleepy Post. Sleepy Post? Yep. What if I'm a furry? That, that, that's why I gave there's some space there. <laughs> yeah, what if I'm a furry? Everything's on is the spectrum. That, Christopher like, Seals. Is that what that ten percent is? Is that what the ten percent is for the furries? There's some other Wait, holdouts what? in there as well. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's do let's do a little like yes, be yourself. No, don't be yourself. Okay. So um, wait, 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 wait. Like, what's the like? What's the condition? Like, are you, like just the like what it's all about. Well, so like, for example, like you show up at a party, you're meeting people for the first time, be yourself. Don't be yourself. Mm. Uh, but is there a have third a option? And then be yourself. That's pretty <laughs> dangerous. Did he say drink and then be yourself? Maybe. How, how long before you guys were truly yourself in front of your significant other? Um, Still working on it. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> poor, I, I think poor thing we, saw me from the get go. Probably. Uh, I, I I think personality wise, we were pretty much ourselves pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, there there were some skeletons in the closet that needed to come out. Um, but as far as like personality and when we would fart in front of each other, um, and all of that, I think that I think that prank came pretty quick your, for us. Your wife used to burp a lot in the beginning oh, in front of you, it's Chris. Powerful. It's p- very powerful too. My wife still talks about it. It's moving in yeah. so many different ways. It's incredible. So you guys so you guys don't wait till your spouse is out of the house before you poop? Just me? Uh, Chris. <laughs> I mean John. John. <laughs> John. But the first date with my wife, she had stomach oh, pain no. and I told her to to lay on the stomach and pull her knees up to her chest and just let it rip. Mm. Yeah, like like <laughs> don't let don't let that gas like destroy our evening. Like get that ish out of there, you know what I mean? Mm, yes. You can't even you can't even do a number two two in front of your in front of your woo. 
No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm very, very open about it. How how deep of a conversation can you get into with her, John, while you are on the crapper? Um, I mean, like, I can hold a conversation. That's not usually my time to be deep and profound. Profundo. Usually <laughs> when I'm sunbathing in my Speedo, that's when I'm really, you know. That's, yes. That's the time. <laughs> yeah, usually, usually toilet time is, hey, have you seen this TikTok? Yep, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so then what would be times when you should not be yourself? Mm. Um, at a deposition. <laughs> no. What kind of things do you do that you can't be yourself? Or that's what... <sighs> I don't know. I... Um, yeah. When can you not be yourself? When, I don't know, dude, I think you should just be yourself. That's 90% guys. At least 90%. At least 90%. So so let me me ask you this then. As Christ followers, should we be ourselves? Oh. If if the self... What do you mean by be yourself? See, that's the the trick here. This is where we get to equivocate so we can justify (laughs) our behaviors. Um, Well, because there's the whole like die to yourself, right? Like dying, like, which seems to be like the ego part. So like, like, what are we identifying as self, John? Can you go? Can you go talk to your psychologist wife and and come back and tell us what the self is? That's yeah. true. Is the is the ego the self or the super ego the self or is the true self the id? Oh, as 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 a Catholic, which <laughs> trumps which, which trumps everything else. It's our id. Uh-huh. Always our id. id. Always our it's id. Uh huh. No matter how much you try to clean it up, it's always your animalistic desires that truly it's define our you. Depraved sick sense of self that we depraved id our depraved id i didn't know you were calvinists as catholics (laughs) (laughs) totally calvin calvin came after yeah we catholics do wear calvin klein that's what you mean right Mm -hmm. yes yep yeah and and there's tommyists and lacostists yeah i know all the different sects and Uh, just we're not French. Okay. So nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think be yourself. I think that's kind of like the, I think one of the things that I feel like that means in pop culture these days, um, is like be yourself means, um, show no restraint or be yourself means don't apologize when you make mistakes or like be yourself means, like, and, and if we're using that interpretation, then by all means, don't be yourself because you suck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> be, a, be a better, be better than yourself. Um, but yeah. I, I think if it, if it means like dropping the, the false, like, like the masks that we wear to try to fakely impress people. Yeah. The shadows are, are weird to use Enneagram language, like our coping mechanisms from our childhood wounds. If that's the stuff that we're shedding to find our true self, then by all means, yes, be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think depending on if you're, if you're talking to a 12 year old or even a 47 year old, um, they could probably take either of those views. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you pick 47? Cause I'm the oldest. I did. Are you 47? The answer is yes. You are 47. That's right. You're nine years older than me. Oh, cool. It's crazy. Dude. And and what was your social security number again? Could you ferdy, 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 first, gurney, 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 first. <laughs> just give us your first grade teacher that's fine yeah yeah your first grade teacher and the street that you grew up on guys 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 i gotta go because someone's calling for my warranty mm. 
Um, hey, well, we are talking about the Enneagram, um, which is like, I know that some of the accusations against the Enneagram um, has been that it, it's like new agey. And so I've got a really good WikiHow article that I thought we could um, review and you guys could give your own commentaries on. Yep. Uh, I'm slightly it's, biased towards the Enneagram, Chris. Okay, good. Um, this is how to argue that astrology is fake. Perfect. Perfect. So um, just go ahead and chime in wherever you feel like you need to uh, to enlighten us or critique. Um, this is uh, the author's unknown. Cool. Awesome. Are you surrounded by people who make big life decisions based on what their horoscope tells them to do? Astrology can be fun to discuss, but people love to take it too far, choosing careers, spouses, and new cities after reading a paragraph in the daily newspaper. Stop. Arguing that astrology... Yep. I would also add, like, um, you know, something about uh, naming their children as well. Mm. Just saying. Scorpio Seals. There yeah. you go. Thank you. My, Can de- carry my on. Nickname, my nickname oh. for college was Virgo, but I think they might have been saying Virgin. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, they said they they pronounced it Virgo. What up, Virgo? <laughs> I'm a Cancer, nice. which is uh, the crab, and I tried not to discuss that with too many people. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to tell people you have crabs. Um, that's, that's, that's what true. I mean. I was going to say maybe that's maybe that's what some of the like environmentalist movement means when they're like saying that humanity is a cancer. Like they're just saying that's the astrological sign for a lot of humans. Yeah. Maybe that's what they mean. Yeah, no, that's the world would be better if, if it was. Mm. All right, um, here's, here's step number one. Um, t- testing the star sign. One, pretend you are another star sign around someone who knows a good deal about astrology. See if they guess the incorrect star sign that you are pretending to be. Um, that seems Trigger like a jerk move. Finest. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, two, read the daily or weekly horoscope. Compare other star signs to yours. Notice how many of them will have a general statement that will most likely apply to your individual situation. Nearly all daily newspaper horoscopes are not carefully constructed or, in fact, generated randomly. Uh, does anyone read newspapers anymore? Is that, that, that would be my one gripe with this article so far, is a uh, newspaper? Yeah. 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 Is, it, is it that, uh, are, are the 60 and 70-somethings, like, still super into horoscopes? I thought they'd grow out of that at some point. You'll, in the 40s and you'll, 50s. you'll come into some good information in the near future, Chris. Okay, good. <laughs> um, three, notice the generalizations among those who practice or believe in astrology. People interpret the same text in different ways to suit them best. Star signs tend to reflect generalizations about regular human behaviors. Study the common generalizations about the signs and try to guess the signs of people you may know. Then compare their real sign to the one you believe them to have. Are you correct? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, and next, uh, that's part one. Um, any questions? We, we all pretty I, clear. I do have a question. Can you go back? There was one that sounded like um, Christians to me. Was it two? Go two back. Um, compare other star signs to yours. Notice how many nope. of them will have a general statement. Before that. Uh, pretend you are another star sign. One more time. Around someone who knows a good deal. One more That's, time That back. was the first one. Nope, that what was, was the, the one, one about? Because it, it sounded like Isagesis. Oh, people interpret the same text in different ways to suit them best. There you go. Yes, so you say that, that kind of sounds like modern Christianity. Yeah, I think, and I think we could probably pull that card in a um, in a prophetic setting, right? Like I just um, did. Chris. You have... <laughs> Sorry, okay, you just did. Uh, yeah, you know what? And I just get this feeling that someone in our audience is like is really going through it right now with in one of the relationships in their life, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's surprising to them because you know there's like 
not usually strain in this relationship, but it's just extra hard right now. Um, and to that listener, I just want you to know um, that you need to stop drinking apple juice. Mm. That's right. See, yep. I think that I think that's what these things are missing is like specificity. If we could just get oddly specific, um, like if you, if you are a Scorpio, pour exactly 4.37 ounces of apple juice into a saline solution um, and pour it on your chest. I, I think it needs to be something like get one dove, a bunch of hyssop. You should stop. You should stop sniffing her hair because she's not into you, Frank. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's, I don't think that's the kind of specificity. Oh, I can't even say it. Specificity that he was talking about. Yeah, Frank, classic Frank move. Stop playing your stupid hydras, David. Yes, David. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Cool. Did you know there's something called sun sign astrology? This is my first time reading this article in front of you guys. Uh, This is part two, sun sign astrology. Know a little bit about sun sign astrology. That's step one. I guess we're doing it right now. The most popular form of traditional Western astrology is sun sign astrology, the kind found in the horoscopes of many daily newspapers. If it were indeed accurate, its predictive value would be extremely high, but historically, that has not been the case. For societies following it would be using it in powerful ways. Consistently, as that would be the true test. I still don't know what it is. Mm. Um, um, I still so, think Gargamel so. is trying to take his entire society in that direction. Mm. Yes, of the Smurfses. Yes, uh, I did uh, call. He's Ms. using Clea. it for evil, evil means. Mm. Well, guys, I called Miss Clea, and she said that I do not need to follow the astrology signs. <laughs> she said, "Don't listen to you guys." <laughs> yes, that's cool. Um, uh, what did that cost you, John? <laughs> um, it said a dollar, but I think it was like a dollar per second. So I don't know. Dang. I don't pay the bills. Nicole will figure that's- it out. That's true. That, she's the doctor, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, You're going to be on I, the I couch. Like, part, part three of WikiHow is paradoxes and wishful thinking. Um, and point three of it, we don't need to read this whole article, but point three is think about the similarities between astrology and racism. Um, oh! <laughs> I'm like, okay. They both operate on the principle that a person's behavior is based on how they were born instead of who they are. Though most astrology readings are parlor tricks pointing out the most general positive qualities in person, it does follow that if you believe that a person is introspective because they were born in December, you can also buy into the foolish idea that a person is lazy because of the color of their skin. Whoa! That's quite the leap. Quite. That sounds like New Age wokeism. Yeah, New Age wokeism. That's true. Um, well, you would say that as a cancer. Am I right, John? Yeah. <laughs> Got crabs. me. Yeah. Fooled you. I've been acting like a cancer the whole time. <laughs> ah, Wayne applied his knowledge and wrecked us. Dang it. <laughs> Tune dang, back dang, for dang. more on episode 17. Boom. When Wayne pretends to be a Sagittarius. What? <laughs> <sighs> that makes That's for good. good podcasting. It does. Oh. It does. Yeah. Well, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the intro song, so I'm gonna make up my own. Thanks for understanding. Oh, here I've got it. There it is. I think that's the intro song. Perfect. Um, normally, listener Chris is the one who comes up with these wonderful puns that we have to guess. Um, it's really the best thing that Chris does. Um, <laughs> he he might be a pun master. Yeah. Oh man. 
he's a, the, the last one was a little lackluster though so I, I i feel like i can understand why this is coming yeah well <laughs> you know i just i wanted to put my own spin on it and see if i could do it you're okay. gunning for his position just be honest let's have your yeah, true we'll self see. john please well all right let's see how this goes all right first one you guys ready oh i'm so ready okay Oh, for the listener, by the way, John's going <laughs> to weave a, a tapestry of some sort um, that has a pun in it. And I believe we're going to guess what that pun is. Yep. And this is my first attempt at this, so I might not be as polished as Christopher Seals. All right. First one. In the beginning, there was this canned alcoholic beverage. Uh, Bud Light. A canned <laughs> is that it let there be bud light no oh, oh thank you chris that's where i was uh, um can uh, beast and the PBR. beginning was the word like is he going off john oh, seltzers wayne you're getting close oh. so what's the word when it comes to it's an alcoholic beverage infused with caffeine oh for loco uh, is it for Loco? You guys are right there. In the beginning was Mike's Hard Lemonade. In the beginning was the word. What's the, word the was, What's the word in Greek? Oh, for uh, for Locos. <laughs> yes, for Logos. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, John. Okay, like that was it. pretty good. Chris is shaking a little bit. He's he's worried about his throne. Uh huh. All right, we'll do another. We'll do another beverage. He said, one. Uh-huh. Perfect. These are Old Testament singers that also sell carbonated beverages. Um, and to make it easier, Old Testament a cappella singers that also sell carbonated beverages. Psalmists. Uh, soda. Uh, sounds. I feel like you're way too young to be like referencing soda jerk. <laughs> I'm way too young for that. Uh, uh, carbonated beverages, soda, beer, bartender. Um, you would find these singers in the first five books. Levites, Harold, sons of Korah. Uh, shoot, <laughs> John, you're they're too good. Uh, uh, I'll give you guys ten more seconds. How about okay. ten more hints, John? Yeah, how about that? So that we don't have to be quitters. You will Gosh. find them, uh, especially around Christmas. Okay, choir, Yuletide logs. Coral. Cheer. They're an acapella group. Pentatonics. Oh, Pentatooth <laughs> kicks. Pentatooth kicks. The Pentatooth, yeah, the first five. Yeah. You Catholics uh, don't even talk about the Torah, do you? No. I only know that because of you guys. Was it the Pentatooth kicks? The Pentatooth I was going to go with Pentatonics. Okay. Yeah. Mighty John right. John Jones, that was fantastic, dude. Yes. Yeah. All right. A 90s, 2000s alt rock band 
that accepts all the disciples except for one. All the disciples except for one. Their lead singer is a girl. Oh, no, no doubt. Um, uh-huh. Uh, Courtney Love, Paul. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no doubts. The, okay. And one, one apostle or one disciple. Uh huh. Who wouldn't they? Accept? No doubting. No doubting Thomas. Yeah. Yes. No doubting Thomas. That's good. Um, John, I feel like these are like uh, like New Yorker level. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> that's a good thing. I'm I'm giving you a compliment, Pendejo. The New Yorker. Uh, I don't know if it makes for good podcasting. I have ten of yes, two more. Go do, it, do, do it, it, do it, do it. it. All right, Sylvester Stallone's, Sylvester Stallone's statement of belief. Mm. Apollo Creed. Yes. Apollo Creed. <laughs> I just kept hearing Adrian. <laughs> Adrian. Uh, I also I also heard I'll be back in my head, and I was like, that's not Sylvester Stallone. That's the wrong. That's the wrong strong man. Get to the chopper. Um, <laughs> all right, last one. Uh, early church leader and the former high school standout living in the past. Oh, high school standout uh, living in the past. High school standout has been. Hey, yeah, I was so, thinking it has been. Hevsepian. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's way too niche for me to know that one. Uh, early church leader, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, Peter. First Peter and James. Uh, early church leader and what? Early church leader slash former high school standout constantly living in the past. It has been. I just gave you a clue in that rereading of it that I did not include originally. Oh, Chris wants you to read it again. (laughs) (laughs) Early church leader, Mm -hmm. former high school standout, constantly living in the past. Constantine. 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 Because you get it? Because the high school standout is a Constantine because living. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. Constant teen. Yep. There it is. Perpetual acne. (laughs) Perpetual teen. The martyrdom of perpetual teen. That's good. Thank you, John. I feel like perpetual teen should be in the um, DSMR. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, DSMR? What's DSMR? Okay, I was going to say, did you just mix up ASMR and DSM? It's the the diagnostic I sensory I medial response. I did. I, 100% awesome. I did. You like rub, rub the edge of a glass and it's like schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> really close if to the If that voice had a name, uh, John, what would you call it? Oh, oh, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, I think we could do it. I think we just have to talk really close to the microphone and talk really quiet and say um, Perpetual uh, teen. Perpetual Dis- teen. Dissociative identity disorder. Uh, non-suicidal self-harm. When I look into the uh, mirror, I can see crap in my eyeball. <laughs> okay. 
Um, how about a Quora question, friends? <laughs> yes. Um, this uh, is another recent one. Um, uh, this is from April. Is it true that before we reincarnate, we made plans, strategies, and certain difficult paths we have to go through in order to fulfill our purpose? If so, how does a soul know if they're in the right path, even if they feel like they made the biggest wrong decision? Um, I believe they're talking about Mario, Super Mario. Mm. You die, you come back, you have a different strategy. If that's what I'm hearing correctly, right? I think that is what you're hearing. Yeah, you had um, you had plans and strategies and certain difficult paths that you have to go through in order to fulfill your purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and how? And the question is like, how do you know you're on the right path? It all comes yeah. down well, to your save. Where where do you, your save locations? What was your save point? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Your checkpoint, if you will. And maybe even the failures were programmed into the game, and that was all part of the journey. Can we all hey, hold hands and pray now? Everything can't be easy, man. If you don't have failure, how are you going to learn? You know what I'm saying? It's like one the of those RPG journey. games. Yeah, like where you wake up with a rusty sword, and then you have to fight the ultimate boss, and you're supposed to lose. Um, and then and then you wake up after that in the hospital, and that's where the real game starts, right? That's right. Wow. And, then you, and then there's a way to clean off your rusty sword. It's the call. It's the call to action. Uh-huh. Yep, that's it. Um, have you ever thought about, like, if if we lived real life, like we play Zelda, like if you just walk into random people's houses and pick up pots and smash them on the ground looking for money. <laughs> I have that thought at least two or three times a day, Chris. <laughs> it's just totally acceptable. Um, and be like, oh, cool. I found a sword. It's mine now. Add it to my inventory. I think a lot of people would like knowing that whenever they spoke to somebody, it would be on a script. And so all they had mm. to do is follow a script. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and if and if you play RPGs like me, um, you don't read the script because you just like want to get to the action, so you fast forward through it. So you could do that in conversations as well, which is like awesome. just yeah. like, can I just keep hitting A through philosophy class, um, so <laughs> that I can get to the good stuff? Yeah, the cafeteria. And all the moms and slash, all the moms and travelers out there would love to just have magically stored like things stored that you don't have to really carry around, but you can just be like, bloop, bloop, bloop. Mm-hmm. I need this. Like you just hit your inventory button and it's there. Yeah. You yes. don't, just... don't even pretend like I didn't pack granola bars, you little whiners in, in your bag of holding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what the Mary Poppins suitcase is, right? Is she just ripped off dungeons and dragons. It's a carpet bag, not a suitcase. Mm, You're talking about my, point. my girl. I just want to say, cause she's from, cause she's from the North. That's right. Yankees. Classic Clearly. Yankee. Yeah. Fun fact about Carpet her. Bagger. Um, or the movie. When I was a kid, that was the one I used to watch on repeat. Like, my daughter's Mary been watching Poppins? Tonto. Yeah, Mary Poppins was my jam. John, mm. me too, dude. I wasn't joking when I said that's my girl. Like, like I, I grew up on it, man. Do you want to sing a song with me, John? Uh, if you want this choice oh, position. How would you choose that one? John, do you think subconsciously that's why you look like Dick Van Dyke? Uh, well, <laughs> is that is that how it look? Is that how it works? If you look at a thing long enough, because if so, I should be yoked like that guy on Arrow. Oh, it's a say, jolly holiday with you, John. <laughs> guys, um, this is part of my family past. I didn't want to bring up on this, but the whole reason why I watched it so much was so I knew who my real father was. <laughs> knew it the reveal you guys this is the best episode ever that's true <laughs> we just revealed should, john's should, real father is is dick van dyke are we allowed to say that should i say wiener van dyke 
I think you need I just, to just go I just through and edit it. Speakers just, with that squeal. Sorry. <laughs> I think you have to actually bleep it out. Like we're saying uh, the word. Oh no! Whoa! <laughs> John. John. I, I think you meant John. Oh no! Do. I said that. Oh my god! John. Uh, okay, I'll. I'll well, edit that too, please. Favorite ever, yeah, bro. We'll edit all of them. Good. Can yes. I explain though? Because I literally had to chastise a kid. I had to chastise a kid because we're reading of mice and men, and so like the kid kept saying that is blank, like that's so blank, and I was like, you cannot say that. And now I just bro. said it. That's funny. It's my Catholic oh. guilt. My Catholic guilt feels so good right now. <laughs> Dude, you're a per- you're a perpetual teen. In your in your defense, we did access your subconscious by tapping into Dick Van Dyke energy. My trauma <laughs> has just surfaced, and it's made me it's, into an animal. Surfaced. It has your id. It's back. Your true your self id. has finally come back to the surface. <sighs> your id well, really just... gets activated by Dick Van Dyke. It yeah. does. Well, let me just go ahead and end this episode by saying I'm so sorry. <laughs> and... <laughs> Is this the end of the episode? <laughs> no. Bro, I can tell you're feeling it, bro. I love it. Um, well. Um, and it just occurred to me that um, that man's name has two problematic words in it. That's all. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, dude. Everybody knows about the creeper vans. Oh, man. Yep, vans. I can't even believe we just said the word van so many times. I, whoever has to edit this episode it has his hands full. Can't oh, wait. my gosh. Good thing I'm doing it tonight. Um, wait, did even, we answer the question? That, I didn't even I don't get know, a chance to drop a... That might be a good place to end, guys. <laughs> Well, no. Okay, so I did actually want to sincerely answer that, though, right? So the whole premise is that um, with reincarnation, like, we have a second chance, but we're still going to inevitably fail because there's still things that we don't see and pitfalls that we have, right? Mm-hmm. That's why Christianity is different than other religions in that, like, when we have our second uh, rebirth, like, things will be perfect and we won't have those pitfalls because we won't be sinning anymore, right? Yeah. And so yep. that's essentially the, the question answered. Yeah, like the, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 13. I don't remember the verse, but it's um, now we see only a reflection of mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now we know in part, and then we will know fully, even as we are fully known. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole thing that, that Shalom. We, uh, we get, we get the shadow version, but then it all gets restored and we, I was going to say we get to put on glasses that correct our vision, but it's, I think it's actually that we're wearing glasses right now that skew our vision. Right. Right. And then we get to take them off and be like, Oh, this is how we're supposed to do it. I get Mm. it. I can't wait for that. Yeah. As we move from shadows to forms. Mm -hmm. I still will miss a little bit of my, my id and my guilt that attached with the id. Like it feels good to be ashamed of yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a cozy blanket, a micro feet, a micro fleece it blanket. It's a snuggie. It is a snuggie, which is something to be ashamed of in and of itself. Double the shame, regardless of your country of origin. Mm. Well, thank you so much for listening to Spiritual Undirection. Um, we are thankful that you choose to spend your time with us, um, all of our, our consistent people out there. Um, I lo- it, it's fun seeing, once we drop one of these episodes, like the, the instant downloads that occur um, the, the next day. And I'm like, oh, um, someone was waiting for this. And so someone likes you, us. Thank you. We appreciate you. And for those of you who um, are like going to listen to this episode in four months from now, 
um, because you're like starting at the beginning against our better judgment um, and our <laughs> and our better advice. Um, <laughs> we like you too, and we appreciate you as well. Um, if you want to share the love, share the goodness, then um, by all means subscribe, write a review. Um, it turns out we don't have any reviews on Spotify. I know that like a good chunk of our listeners are on Spotify, but no one's reviewed there. So if you are one of our first reviews on Spotify, um, we will send you a digital cookie or seed money, but the same kind that we've been getting from you guys. So imagine Chris will record his voice on your outgoing voicemail. I will. Yes. I will send you a voice memo saying, thanks for endorsing us. Um, but yes, we do really love, I think John called all of our listeners, um, spiritual undies. Um, so we really yes. do love our spiritual undies, uh, uh so much. Our spiritual Jones. Um, <laughs> um, well, and I'm Christopher Seals. And today I learned, uh, that John, um, is related to, I can't even say his name. Yep. DVD. <laughs> DVD. Oh, that's what it stands for. Good to know. And I'm John Bennett, one, truly ashamed, but then two, I learned that Wayne and I, beyond having many mutual interests, are both big fans of Mary Poppins. And how. And I'm Pastor Wayne David Randolph, and today I learned, man, I was going to do the DVD one. Oh, sorry. I yeah, started. today I learned that Chris's uh, job doing the understanding uh, might be up for grabs. Ooh. This has been Spiritual Undirection reminding you that all of your problems are probably from unconfessed sin. Also, a special thank you to Kyle Plant with Afterlife Beats. Go check out his stuff on SoundCloud. And thank you, Gregorian Monks. Uh-huh.